Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You need to know what's happening. It's, 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 it's time to get in the huddle with Carl Dukes and Brian Baldinger. Look who it is! It's my man Brian Baldinger. Man, you stay tan, brother. I mean, my goodness. The life of this guy, man. I mean, jet setting. What are you? Are you Ric Flair? Uh, I mean, I was just, um, you know, trying to, um, I don't know what this was all about, but I was in Hawaii with my girlfriend because I owed her a trip to Hawaii. Okay. So you can't really go to Hawaii and not get in the sun, Carl. It's just, you know, <laughs> it just wouldn't be much of a purpose to do that. No doubt. Well, it's good. I'm to just have trying you. to stay on good terms here, Carl. So hey, trust you know, me. I, I, she's I happy you. right now. Well, you know what? That's all that matters. Yes. Uh, happy, happy girl, happy life, right? Yes. All right, Baldy. Uh, Carl Dukes, put him up, guys. Glad to have you here. Jason Lock, I'm four, of course, a part of this podcast. And I'm just busting balls with Baldy because, you know, he works hard during the season and he plays hard in the offseason. But, We are 16 days away from the NFL draft. And guys, subscribe, like us, make sure you get the new episodes. We're going to have more stuff coming out as we get closer and closer to the draft. But Baldy, free agent news hitting, and we got to start there. Everybody wondered who would be willing to pay Odell Beckham Jr. And the Ravens were the team that was willing to pay him $13 million signing bonus. He gets a million dollar base salary, three million reachable incentives. Basically, this is a $15 million deal that could go to $18 million for Odell Beckham with the Ravens. What's going on here, Baldy? Well, I mean, just as soon as I saw it, I said two things. One, like, is this just, I mean, this is just, it's not even a cynicism. This is like, this is about Lamar. Like, look what we're doing here, Lamar. We're building this team around you. Like, we need you. We want you to come. We'll get your. We'll, we'll get enough of a deal done, whether it's a year, uh, whatever it is. But look what we're doing. I mean, that's show and tell. Like to me, that's the the initial reaction. Without reading anything, hearing anything, I'm like, no, no, look, they have done this. They did this with Anquan Bolden. They brought Anquan Bolden late. Right. They wouldn't have won a Super Bowl without Anquan Bolden in 2012. I mean, he was just that good in the postseason. And you, People could have said Anquan was injured. He was washed up. They could have said a lot of things at that time. He was a stud. So I, I don't want to say that Odell with two ACLs that hasn't played in a year can't do it. Um, but to me, it was all about Lamar. We're just getting things ready for you. All right, we'll get Bateman back here. He'll be healthy. Let's put this thing. Mark Andrews, let's put this thing together. Let's get Dobbins in the backfield. 
We got our line coming back. Like, let's get this thing ready to roll. To me, that's what I saw. Now, like, I know the Jets were interested, Carl. There's no – the Jets, they, they had a scheduled interview, right. you know, on Sunday uh, to, to meet with them. And he signed with Baltimore, so that precluded that. But the Jets weren't offering him 15 guaranteed million. There's no way. And so who were the Ravens really bidding against, you know, to, to, to throw some serious money, uh, more money that was thrown in any other receiver in free agency um, this past year. We know it wasn't a great class in free agency, but more than Brandon Brooks, more than just about anybody else out there. So you go, the Ravens, like they're a little salary cap strapped and here they are throwing 15 million at Odell, which is fine. But to me, it was all about the enticement of Lamar. Yeah. And Baldy, my question is because you saw the Instagram post uh, between Lamar and Odell Beckham. And, and, you know, I always say this, look, all these guys know each other, right? Yeah. I mean, people are like, well, I mean, are they friends? Yeah. Everybody kicks it. They know each other. So everybody was like, oh, well, Lamar is approving this, you know, because they had the Instagram post right. where they're like, oh, look, you know, and I said, I wonder if Lamar had any inclination whatsoever that Odell was close to signing, whether they had talked. I don't know if we'll know until Lamar maybe signs and is asked this question, but was he even aware that, hey, bro, I'm about to come. I don't know what your situation is, but, you know, and, and because guys talk, does it make it more likely that this deal gets done with Lamar. Does this say anything about the Ravens behind the scenes maybe being a little bit closer to having him come back under the circumstances of, you know, and again, guys, he's franchise tagged, okay? If he comes back, he's playing under this franchise tag of $32 million. They can still try to do something else. But, you know, again, everybody's saying, when's that going to happen? Bottom line is, and I think they have until July, the the date in in July to get the deal done, Baldy, but – does it make you feel like maybe they're a little closer or is this is just independent of that? Well, you know, look, Lamar is not coming because Odell got signed. Like he's coming because he's getting a contract that he thinks he's worth. And that's really the situation right now. You know, I mean, Lamar can feel like he's worth a, a certain amount of money. And you can look at, you know, Deshaun Watson. You can look at all these deals out there. Kirk Cousins, guaranteed contracts, that kind of thing. The, the market the market is what somebody's willing to pay him. That's what it is. And so I don't know what Steve Bashotti is willing to pay him. There's one guy that can write that check in Baltimore, and I don't know because I haven't heard from Steve. Nobody has. So to me, but it would make sense that, look, we're working at this thing piece by piece. It's not being done via the Internet. It's not being, being done via – um, you know, Twitter right now. It's being done between Lamar and the Ravens. But my feeling is they wouldn't have gone out and made this signing of Odell if they didn't feel like they were going to get Lamar uh, in camp. Now, not just sign, but like here for the offseason. I mean, Lamar is, needs some timing with Odell. You can't do that right. on, uh, you know, August 15th or whenever Lamar decides to come or when he does come. Like, they need to start working on this timing right now. I'll never forget this, Carl. I mean, this is another era. But I remember when Dion was in Dallas, and he'd go out to Valley Ranch, and you watch Troy Aikman throwing to Michael Irvin and the group out there. And there's, like, it was a war out there at Valley Ranch every day. Like, they were 
and that's how they really sharpen themselves to make the run that they run they ran, you know, that they made over a four-year period of time winning three Super Bowls. I mean, that was what the offseason to me should be all about. Now I know it's not quite the same, but it's valuable time. And so, you know, you can say, okay, well, Lamar can get them in South Florida and and all that's possible, man. I'm in South Florida. Those guys are working out all the time. Yeah. Pick a field. They're out there, you know, working out. So that can get done to a degree, but they still need, you know, Marlon Humphrey and Odell going at it. Like, let's get this thing. Let's just get this thing right for week one. July 17th, by the way, is the date for franchise tag deadline, which means they have up until July 17th to get a long-term deal done. If that in fact is going to happen, but this Odell Beckham thing improves the Ravens offense immensely. And again, if he can be the guy we saw him be with the Rams, okay, he's going to help them a lot. Yeah. And now and now I look at, you know, I look at Cincinnati. And look, it's hard to not say Cincinnati's still the favorite in that division. Pittsburgh's on the come. They still got a young quarterback. But the Ravens, to me, if Lamar comes back, and Cincinnati are right there. I mean, that oh, yeah. that, that, that to me, oh. that division right now, right, that's who I'm looking at. And let's not sleep on the Browns because now Deshaun Watson will have a full offseason to come back, he looked like a shell of himself, guys. We talked about it. He hadn't played in two years. Mm-hmm. It's just what it is. But under the circumstances now, so now, Baldy, all of a sudden you're looking at three teams that could really get after each other if Lamar comes back, because that's the big question at quarterback for me no doubt. in that division. I mean, I mean, that division, I mean, people want to rank divisions and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's going to be one battle after another. That division to me, really, and I'm putting Cleveland in there and Pittsburgh. Like I know Kenny Pickett's young, but um, well, they battled last Tom- year. I think the I've kid won seven. Tom- I've yes. been to his practices. <laughs> like it's it, it, it's Sunday out there, right? At Latrobe, okay. It's Sunday afternoon in Latrobe. Like they're gonna they're gonna be ready to go. Um, they're building up their offensive line right now. It's been a weakness. They're gonna. This is gonna be a fiercely, fiercely competitive division, top to bottom. If Lamar is there. And they may be the favorites by a small amount um, because of just how good he is and how difficult he is to defend. But this is going to be, um, you know, everybody said last year that the NFC West, well, it wasn't quite that, um, but, or the AFC, you know, West and, you know, never really materialized. But I feel like top to bottom um, with Lamar in there, that this could be the, the most competitive division in the NFL. Baldy, let's switch gears. Uh, All throughout the season, I kept asking you about the top defensive linemen, top interior defensive linemen. We're going to see where Jalen Carter goes in this draft, uh, considered to be the top defensive interior defensive lineman coming out. But Jeffrey Simmons signs a deal with the Titans. We're talking some free agency here because deals continue to get done. Four years, $94 million. The Titans paid him like Aaron Donald, all right? He's not Aaron Donald, but he's pretty damn close. And I want you to talk about Jeffrey Simmons and what he means to that Titans defense up front. Well, you know, when he came out of Mississippi State, you know, he came he came out with a torn ACL. He wasn't ready to play for the first half of the season, but Tennessee invested, you know, first-round pick in him. Um, not this year, but last year, they were the best defensive front in football. They went to Cincinnati, or Cincinnati came there, and they got beat by the Bengals that day. But they did sack Joe Burrow nine times. They did hit him 13 times. Uh, Harold Landry, Jeffrey Simmons, that group, Danico Autry, uh, Bud Dupree, they were just nasty. They destroyed Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes 
And it was all Jeffrey Simmons inside. Mm. Like, he is a beast. And if you look around the league right now, I mean, you saw where, um, you know, Hargrave, uh, Hargrove, Devon Hargrave got signed in San Francisco to an elite contract. There's Aaron Donald. He's in a class by himself. But there's Chris Jones. There's Jeffrey Simmons. There's Hargrave. There's a handful of guys that, from the inside, they change the game. And that's what Simmons does. Now, he was a little banged up last year. Didn't have quite the season that he had been having. But they rewarded their best player. Yes. I mean, he's – you could say Derrick Henry on offense, okay. But Jeffrey Simmons is the best player on defense. And if they're a four-man front, they don't blitz a lot. Um, he is an elite, elite player. And they basically said, we're going to keep our elite players. We're not going to let them get to free agency. We're going to take care of them now. And uh, we'll we'll deal with everything else. They want to get Landry back. They let Dupree go. But they want to be an elite defensive front. And it starts with Simmons and how he can just basically destroy things on the inside, the way we see Chris Jones do, Aaron, Aaron Donald does. I mean, there's just a few of those guys in this business. It is in the huddle, guys. Carl Dukes, Brian Baldinger here with you. And uh, we're talking about some moves that have been made in free agency. We're counting down to the draft. And, you know, talking about a couple of other stories, Richie James, former giant wide receiver, joins the Kansas City Chiefs one year deal. I only bring this up because we talked about it after the Super Bowl, Baldy, how all these rookies around Patrick Mahomes contributed. Right. They lost the cheetah. There was no fall off. They go in the Super Bowl. So you add another guy to this wide receiver room. And I'm just curious to know. You know, listen, you're supposed to be better in year two or, or three, depending on, you know, you're making that jump. We hear coaches talk about that all the time. What is this? How does this help? Or does it when you talk about that wide receiver room in, in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes, just another guy to have out there, considering he pretty much maneuvered a lot of weapons last year and they were able to get over the hump? Well, I mean, if you watch Richie James in New York, I know you did, Carl. Like second half of the season, he was their slot receiver. Yep. And, you know, there was nothing. You know, there was Cardarius, Tony, and they had some guys in New York. Uh, they couldn't get on the field. They couldn't stay healthy. And Richard James came in, and he solidified that. Plus, he's a good punt returner. Um, he's a really valuable guy. Now, you could say Kansas City's got Cardarius, Tony. They've got Sky Moore. And now they got Richie James. Now, like, they could be playing a whole lot of small ball here. Um, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and maybe with Patrick Mahomes, it doesn't matter. Like, just give guys that, you know, can work underneath, you know, as long as you got Kelsey getting all the attention that he gets, like, things are going to open up for these guys. But Richie James really showed last year that he could be a valuable asset to any receiving core. He he was like that a little bit in San Francisco, but Debo was so good and he had some other guys, so he didn't get a lot of attention. But he's a guy that knows how to work the middle of the field, and he's really good at it. So I can't imagine anybody that has proven themselves to be valuable players in other places that wouldn't flourish with Mahomes in Kansas City. They're, they're just that creative. He's just that good. Um, and so size doesn't really matter. I mean, Sky Moore's not a big guy, and Cardarius isn't a big guy, but those guys became really valuable the way that they used them. And I think Richie James will just fit in right now. Baldy, while we're talking about – Kansas City, uh, ex-Bingle Carson Palmer came out. He told NFL Network, um, basically NFL.com, that, that Joe Burrow is a more consistent quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. Now, listen, we're going to have this debate for years to come, hopefully, because it's great for the league. 
But I just want to read you the quote from Carson Palmer. Yeah. I think Burrow is the best quarterback in the league. Uh, he told, this is the quarterback room podcast he was talking to. He says, I know Mahomes is phenomenal, but I just think Joe's more consistent. He's more consistent. He's more accurate, accountable to uh, run the system and play uh, that's called and not feel like, well, he didn't win last time and didn't get open for me. So I'm going to do it with my feet, meaning Joe doesn't just break down and run. And he says, and then before you know it, uh, you've sacked uh, for a four-yard loss because you tried to make two or three guys miss. And he's talking about Mahomes trying to you know, get around and do all this stuff to get guys open versus Joe. He says, Joe is just talking about weaknesses, mentally strong, physically tough, accurate, can throw it far enough, fast enough, gets the ball out quick enough. This is Carson Palmer. Yeah. Is he wrong? No, he's not wrong. I'm not, But I'm not ready to say that Joe Burrow is better than Patrick Mahomes either. I can't either right now. So and I, I love Burrow. That. I love because Burrow. in the biggest games, Patrick Mahomes has been elite. Second yeah. half against the Eagles, I mean, he was – he just they, – he, he, they couldn't get him off the field. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. But what Carson Palmer is right at, and I broke this down a bunch um, in January, getting ready for the playoffs, is just how Joe Burrow completely operates on timing. Mm. Like he just, he sails through progressions. He knows what he's looking at and he knows where he can fit balls in. And he's just, and I did this with Josh Allen as well, because the difference between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and, and Joe Burrow is just how much, and this is where Carson's right, how much he just stays on rhythm and timing of the offense. Now, Joe can still move. He can still elude the, you know, the pass rush. He can still get out of the pocket. It's not what he wants to do, and it's not what he's trying to do. He's trying to, to literally, and this way he wants a national championship at LSU. Like his ability to read defenses, go through progressions, one, two, three, like a Ginsu knife going through, you know, anything, right? So that's what Joe does. Now, 
Mahomes does it a different way. I said that the knock on Josh Allen and the reason why he led the league in turnovers was he tries to do too much yeah. off schedule and he gets himself into trouble. And I, and I, I'm not here to, to bash any quarterback, but that's the difference with Joe. And that's why he takes care of the ball so much better right now. And so when Carson said that Carson's looking at that, the ability to just stay within the timing of the play, Joe Burrow does that better than anybody, but Patrick Mahomes has got two Super Bowl rings, and he's been phenomenal in the postseason. And that, to me, is still, even though he does it in his style, his style works for him, and he's great at what he does. He's the best at what he does. So I'm not ready to to go as far as what Carson said, but I do see what Carson's looking at and how he can just, guys, just stand there in the pocket and just – Man, make these unbelievable reads and progressions and get the ball to where he's got to get to. Yeah, and it's funny. I'll tell you um, a quick story about Kyle Shanahan, and this is why I think Purdy was so good and and he makes guys better. You talk about off schedule. and Guys, what we're talking about is play breaks down, right? Mm -hmm. And now take Josh Allen. I'm going to tuck it and run for 10 yards and maybe take a big hit that I shouldn't, or I'm going to try to squeeze it into somewhere that I shouldn't instead of throwing it out of bounds and living for another day. And and Kyle used to preach this, and I, I know he still does, all the time. Like, that's such a timing offense, right, with, with the 49ers and what they do. And Baldy, but if it's not there, I'm not forcing it. Like, we're going to live for another down. I'm not going to mm-hmm. go off schedule and do something crazy and hurt my team. And I think that is the, the, the crazy thing is Mahomes' ability to go off schedule and do crazy things – you know, roll out and throw the ball 80 yards sideways and then completes it, and we go, oh, my God. But every coach in the league is like, that's not the play. That's not what we really want to do. But you allow him to get away with it because he's so talented. Lesser talented guys can't do that. You know, they just – and I think to your point, like, if you don't have that coaching, if it's not, you know, Dable or Shanahan or some of these brilliant guys that we're talking about, you get those mistakes, and then you wonder why a guy looks the way he does – it's all about living for another down, living for another day. Don't don't throw it in the opponent's hands. So, I mean, what Kyle Shanahan will do in, in, in his offense, in his place, he's, he's, he's got the outlets. He's got the outlets so that you don't have to run. Let's just put it over here to Christian McCaffrey standing on the numbers, and this is your outlet. If Take take the three yards. And the guys right? aren't there. Kittle yes. the whole group. So, But I know I've talked to Andy Reid about, you know, Patrick Mahomes too, and he feels like maybe his greatest strength beside his golden arm is his vision and his eyes. And he, he said, he said to me, year one, he's got the eyes of a hawk. Mm-hmm. He can see things that many people that have played this game will never see. And so you can't say sometimes to Patrick Mahomes, don't do this because he sees things other guys don't see. Yep. And so, you know, you still have to recognize the talent and the strengths of a player. Uh, and, and they're all different. And so for Mahomes, to constantly elude the rush, keep his eyes downfield, and then have the ability, whether it's thrown off platform or, you know, the sidearm throws or whatever, his eyes and then his arm strength can laser balls in that other guys should never try to do. But, you know, to your point about Brock Purdy, I mean, he ran the offense the way you go up on a chalkboard and you walk through this stuff in May and in June and you install this stuff in the offseason. Like, he literally has that ability to do that. 